Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we are back here on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golf for Magazine. Hour two, alongside Barry Cronin, the editor of Chicago District Golfer Magazine, fine publication. I just finished my most recent issue this week. Yes, well done, as we, always, uh, Barry. Yeah, we had a big Ryder Cup issue, Mike. Uh, yeah. Our cover story was about is about Steve Stricker, uh, yep. our uh, Ryder Cup captain, of course, a fellow Illini with you and a native of uh, the Madison, Wisconsin area, and I'm still a resident of... Uh, of the of the Madison area, and um, and also we had this great feature by our buddy Teddy Greenstein about the uh, Godfather of Wisconsin golf, uh, Herb Kohler, who really yeah. uh, who really uh, his vision, the uh, deep pockets, really helped create a, a golf mecca. Made made really made uh, Wisconsin uh, one of the world's great golf meccas. And, yeah. Um, so anyway, it's all cool. So anyway, we're glad you enjoyed it, Mike. I did, and I'm sure our listenership did. It was uh, good stuff, and we'll look forward to the Ryder Cup uh, a few weeks from now. Time now to head on out to the uh, Score Hotline, sponsored by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. There we find a longtime golf writer now writing for the Morning Read, which, uh, as you will uh, find when you click there, is it takes you right to si.com slash golf. It's John Hawkins joining us on the scorecard. Good morning, John. Good morning, fellas. How are you? Good morning, John. Uh, boy, uh, every, the listeners should know, folks, that uh, the Morning Read has some really terrific writers um, with great backgrounds. Uh, John used to write for Sports Illustrated, Golf World. He hosted the Grey Goose on uh, on uh, the Golf Channel back in the day. So uh, really some great people uh, on that staff. And so you should subscribe at Morning Read. It's free, so it's cool. Uh, John, you had a couple of great pieces lately um, that we wanted to talk about. One was the uh, how to fix the FedEx Cup, which is kind of not as uh, as exciting as probably it should be. Um, kind of like as you called it, kind of a money grab uh, for the players, and just not not very not as exciting as to say the uh, uh, the NFL playoffs. Yeah, or any other playoffs. I mean, Checkers <laughs> probably has a more interesting postseason than professional golf. Uh, thanks for the kind words on Morning Read and my piece pieces. Um, yeah, you know, the, the the root of the problem, fellas, lies in the philosophy established by the PGA Tour, really from the outset, 
to have 125 players in the postseason would be like Major League Baseball inviting all, what are they, 30? 30, 30 yep. teams. I, I mean, remember when we were kids, we'd get, we'd get a little pissed off because uh, too many teams made the playoffs. Like back then, like if eight t- total teams made the playoffs and, uh, you know, it seemed like, it seemed like an outrage. Uh, right. You know, when I was growing up, I mean, the division series in baseball didn't start until I believe 1969. Otherwise, it was just the National League winner versus the American League winner. Absolutely. Uh, and it worked just fine. Um, right. But it's, it's, it's a revenue generator. Postseasons generate revenue for the leagues, for the owners. In golf, it, it generates money. Uh, and they, and they, they tell you with a straight face that it's all about the charity. But there's a lot more than that. Um, 125 guys in the playoffs, uh, and 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 next week's tournament, the Tour Championship. You know, guys, it's not even an actual tournament anymore. It's it doesn't have a, a 72 hole winner. It, it's whoever you know wins with that you know handicap system they got, which is basically for you know club championship up the street. Uh, you know, Xander Shoffley won the tour championship last year by three strokes, and he didn't get credited for a win. He didn't get a first-place check. Now, yes, he got oodles and oodles of dollars uh, for finishing high in the FedEx Cup Derby, but the tour championship was a pretty darn good event for a long time, and it shouldn't have been euthanized uh, for the sake of, the rich getting richer, uh, gas up the jets and, and, and buy a few more Rolexes. It, it, it's it, the game is driven has it, 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 it's driven by fiscal motivation and the FedEx Cup playoffs are the best example of that. We have four right. majors. Everybody understands how they work. Seventy-two hole sellers, eighteen holes a day. Here's your card. Lowest score wins. We'll see you on Sunday. Right. And, and you're right, John. You're right. I mean, these you get these FedEx Cup playoffs, and um, it is it is. There's a lot of money at stake. It's just hard for fans to get a rooting interest um, because what are you rooting for? You're rooting for some guy who's already got, has most of them already have generational wealth to get to extend their generational wealth by a few more generations. And it's very difficult right. for anybody to kind of get emotional about it. Whereas you're right. I mean, everybody cares who wins the Masters, the U.S. Open, the British Open, the PGA. You know, there's a there's a real interest in that because of the history behind the um, So what do we do to fix this stuff, John? Well, I got a few ideas, which I wrote. I, I would point out also that golf doesn't have a, a real civic, you know, a civic uh, – Right. disposition to have a hometown team. I mean, 90% of the people listening to this, this show are probably Bears fans, Cubs fans. Um, you know, I grew up in Baltimore. My, my teams were good. But uh, so, you know, <laughs> you know, Dustin Johnson is in a city, you know. Right. Um, it's, it, there's, no, there's no civic passion. There's no civic bond. Uh, how to fix the FedEx Cup playoffs? First, we've got to get rid of a, a half the field to start. It should mean something. The regular season should mean something, guys. We play Mm -hmm. 40-some events. We play 11 months a year. 
And basically, they just reshuffled the deck in August, and that's not that's not good enough. Um, I would cut it to sixty. Mm-hmm. I'd play. I'd add a fourth event, and more on that in a moment. I would go from sixty to thirty after one, thirty to fifteen after two, fifteen to eight after the third, and then you send those eight guys out to something like a Pebble Beach or maybe a band and a, a real marquee venue, a place that can hold people's attention because you've only got eight golfers in the, in the final stage. And I would prefer a match play finale after a 36 hole qualifier, you get rid of the four high scores and then the four remaining guys go head to head on the weekend. Uh, there's, there's right. a couple of reasons uh, why I, I favor Well, I think you should be able golf. You should be able to see the guy you're competing against. It, it Head-to-head matchups are indigenous to sports, and for the most part, uh, golf is, a, is, a, is an exception. Uh, it's you're trying to beat old, you know, old man par and the golf course and all those cliches, but you're trying to beat you know 143 other guys, and it, it's different. It's it's a beautiful game, but but at the professional level, you don't have enough head-to-head matchups. I also right. think we, we'd see more, you know. I think we see guys having problems with their with their tummies on Sunday playing for fifteen million. I, I mean, this stuff is pretty whimsical. I, I know that, but the PGA Tour is powerful enough. It's a it's a mighty empire, uh, one of the strongest in sports. They can get done anything they want, and um, it's it's really it's it's paramount to get this thing moving in the right direction because it, it's been oh seven. So this is the 14th year. And I don't think it's grown two inches, especially without woods around, uh, you know, it, it's, it's just not resonating with the mainstream uh, audience. And it really doesn't hold the attention of many hardcore golf fans as well. Right. Yep. You know, you know it's interesting John you uh talk about uh the 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 overall thing the FedEx Cup itself is n- maybe not that compelling and yet you have individual tournaments um such as uh Tony Finau winning last week in New Jersey and last year when Dustin Johnson and uh John Rahm went at it at Olympia Fields uh, for the BMW Championship I mean that was a great tournament and Rahm oh, wins with Rom wins with like a 60-foot putt or whatever it was. I mean, of course, there's no fans. People would have been insane. Chicago golf fans would have gone nuts uh, last year for that. Uh, and, 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 you know, Finau's thing. So individually, the tournaments, at, you know, in and of themselves are, can still be interesting, just like any other yeah. regular PGA Tour event. But the overarching playoff thing, I, I, I get your point. I mean, and you're 100% right, I think. Um, hey, listen, I, I wanted to just change subjects a little bit. You had a great piece sure. er, earlier this week about uh, Brooksy and uh, Bryson and the uh, conversation that Steve Stricker, the Ryder Cup captain, had with those guys regarding their ongoing ridiculous uh, uh, feud, such as it is, um, and how that may or may not affect the Ryder Cup team coming up. Yeah, you know, I got a tip from a guy, a very good source, who said that told me Stricker was thinking, giving serious thought to playing the two together. Uh, 
it was a three-pronged reasoning as it was presented to me. Stricker knows there's a problem. That's A. B is Stricker knows it could polarize the team. C, he knows he has to he has to act in advance and keep this tiff, this sophomoric little spat out of the out of the team room and off the grounds in general. And uh, Stricker did that. He he spoke to both players. It's probably been ten days, maybe two weeks now, um, separately. And both players were receptive to that uh, request. Let's leave. Let's leave this thing uh, behind. Let's let's shelve it. You know what you do after the Ryder Cup. You're big boys. You can you, you do what you want. But I, I don't want this thing. I, I don't want this thing acting as a distraction, which would be the least of of the uh, scenarios. And, and but but more importantly, I don't want it fracturing our team. We are reading between. We have enough problems winning Ryder Cups when we get along. <laughs> exactly. And, and I, I, it's the only sporting event I've ever covered where I, where I say we because I'm an American. Right. Uh, although I did cover the 94 Winter Olympics. Worst event I've ever – I mean, Tanya and Nancy, no thank you. Um, <laughs> golf, golf seems pretty wonderful uh, compared to that. But um, it's uh, – I think it's a, it's it's not going to happen. They're not They're not – very, very unlikely they'll play together. But both have agreed to set aside their differences, and we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, passionate golf fans surely remember Hal Sutton's decision in 2004 to play Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson together both Friday sessions at Oakland Hills. Uh, they lost two tough matches, uh, but the U- and, and they just – the U.S. lost by nine points. Right. It, it's almost impossible. The three of us, and we could get six club pros and, and, and three three gals from from the club and, 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 and probably finish within nine points of victory. It's hard to lose that many matches. It, it's, it's, but it was, uh, I, think, I think it's fair to say that Sutton rolled the dice and it blew up in his face and he was, for years, was very angry about the way he was treated over it. Um, so there's that, there's that danger. Also, the fact simply simply that the two don't want to play together. I mean, right. you don't want people playing with guys they don't want to play with. There's 12 men in the room. We'll figure it out. We've only got two, you know, three years. We've we've got all week to figure it out. You know, it's. Um, but yeah, the story generated a ton of attention. I think, I think because, you know, everything DeChambeau does is like has some type of magnetic pull. It, it's it's almost like a, a you know half the things he says are inane or childish or self self absorbed. Uh, but DeChambeau is a good player, and Kepka is a very good player. I think. I think uh, I think they make a pretty good parent, actually. But we're not going to find out. You don't you don't take that chance. No. But uh, I, but I was, you know, John, I, John, I, I I think you're right, and I think that neither one of these guys, it's it's in the interest of neither one of them. They don't want to get blamed if the U.S. loses. Right. 
And I think if the U.S. loses, I don't. I think they're going to get blamed anyway. Um, you know, because well, yeah. they're they're the source of. I mean, that's the first thing that any. You know how it is, John. When you're sitting there in the press tent, you're going to go, "All right, what's going on?" And they're they're the first guys anybody's going to blame. So anyway. Well, certainly DeChambeau, uh He's a lightning rod. You know, mm-hmm. Tiger and Phil took a lot of the blame for the the United States woes in the series, and neither one of them was very good at it, uh, which is stunning because, well, particularly Wood's case. I mean, the greatest match player of all time, many would say. But, yeah, I mean, you know, as far as the, I think, I think everything DeChambeau does elicits a reaction. I think the feud is sort of like, it's 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 silly. It's it's, but it's it gets people's attention, kind of for all the wrong reasons. And mm-hmm. yep. uh, you know, it, it's it'd be nice if it stopped. But and you know, honestly, I think Kept is probably the instigator. He, he seems to get a kick out of. You know, he, he reminds me of Howard Stern. He says things just for shock value. Mm-hmm. And, he's, you know, he's been doing it for a few years. He seems to thrive on it. Uh, I like Brooks as a player. I think DeChambeau has, needs some work. I mean, it doesn't matter how many. If you can drive it 400 yards, and, and, and if you can't hit a wedge inside 20 feet, you're not going to be very good half the time. But anyway, It'll be interesting to see what happens. Finau certainly uh, is a guy who has probably played well. He's in sixth spot now, uh, up from like 13. And more importantly for Finau, he hadn't won a tournament in five years. This is really the first, you know, the second career victory on the tour, but the first one was, a, was an opposite field event back in 2016. So he's probably on it. Patrick Reed's a question mark. Steve will probably make it. I think. You know, and, and I'll give I'll give you guys a name. Sam Burns can play golf. Yep. Uh, he, I, I'd take him. I, I'd take him right now, and I'll take him tomorrow, and I'll take him next week. I, I think he's got the temperament. He does everything well. He shoots super low scores. He doesn't get rattled. He doesn't always finish, but, you know, what young player does? Uh, mm-hmm. DeChambeau's thrown up on himself a couple times this summer, so – you know, it's hard to win golf tournaments. Sam Burns is a great player. I think mean, after that, you know, you're looking at guys like English. And, and, and a lot of these guys haven't played in a Ryder Cup, fellas. I mean, you can't have two, the two biggest brutes in the room pissing and moaning each, at each other. Uh, it, just, it, it just sends the wrong vibe. And, and Stricker was, was, was smart enough and perceptive enough to, to kind of head it off at the pass. Last thing for you, John Hawkins from the morning read uh, uh, as we let you go. And you kind of got to it a little bit there, but you mentioned that DeChambeau and everything he does for right or wrong reasons gets a lot of attention. Do you think Bryson taken for, for everything he is, is good for golf because of the attention he, he brings to the game or, or is a lot of it just distraction to, you know, taking away from the actual game? I hate to say that, Distractions are, are, are th- th- that kind of stuff is a good thing, but but he is good for the game. He's very good for the game. He generates interest uh, from outside the, the, the core fan base. Uh, 
everybody knows, not everybody, he's not Woods or, you know, he's not Mickelson or he's not, but, but he's, he is a guy, uh, I don't think he does it for a fact. I just think he does it because he's a bit selfish and I think he's a bit immature, but I think overall he's very good for the game. Uh, I can live with the, with the crud, the silly things he says, the excuse making, the, uh, you know, it was bothering me while I was blowing the U.S. Open, but now it doesn't matter to me. I've already won this thing. You don't say that. You don't say that as the defending champion of a major championship, our national championship. You don't dismiss the importance of winning it and, 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 and use your own insecurities as a crutch. Uh, those are the kinds of things that drive people crazy. Uh, it, it, right. But overall, he'll he'll get he'll get old. You know, hey, Tiger wasn't didn't exactly hit the ground as the most mature twenty year old in, in the history of the game. I mean, not everybody's Jordan Spieth. Not everybody's kind of polished and 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 kind of knows what to say and how to say it and when to say it. Deschamps' biggest enemy is his mouth. And right. If he just shut up and play golf, I think he'd find life to be a lot easier. And now he's kind of got the martyr thing going, you know. I nobody likes me anyway. You know, uh-huh. well, Bryson, you know, shake it off, brother. It's you know, you're doing pretty. You're making a lot of money, and you're you're a darn good player, uh, even though you can't hit a wedge. But you know, he's good for the game. He's he's good for the game. Well, John, we really appreciate it. Uh, some great insight there, and we'll, we'll see how our buddy Bryson does uh, this weekend there at uh, the BMW. He's uh, playing uh, extremely well so far, but uh, appreciate your uh, checking in with us, and we'll be sure to uh, check out the morning read. As Barry said, it's a free uh, uh, site, free subscription, and uh, you should definitely check it out. Well, thanks, thanks so, so much, guys, for having me on, and hope, hope we talk again soon. Thanks, John. It was great. I hope they give you that podcast back. Let's rock and roll on the radio. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well, <laughs> we'll get it back. It's just uh, we got a producer got sick, or her husband is sick, very sick. So <laughs> right. we're we're gonna we're gonna wait it out. But you guys take care. Have a great show. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, thank John. thank you, John Hawkins from the Morning Read. Uh, it is now as I as I have discovered. I get the Morning Read in my inbox every morning. You can subscribe to it. It's a free uh, daily e newsletter. But if you uh, what what it is now also Barry, it is si.com/golf. Basically, it is the Sports Illustrated wing of golf coverage. The the Morning Read. So right, uh, right. I don't know if they have. I'm I, I, I'm wondering if they have a swimsuit issue. On the uh, morning read, <laughs> I wonder if that might be the case. I don't know. Some I, point, well, you know, I, I now I should never bring that up because I've heard that's you know that's politically incorrect. But you know, I can't help it. Well, and and, and I don't blame you. And let's put we'll put John to work on that. We'll we'll have him uh, get with the SI people and uh, talk about that. Uh, we are late for a break. When we come back, we will talk more about the BMW Championship. Uh, Before we get out of here, uh, we will talk to James Pyatt, the U.S. Amateur Champion. How about that at 740? You have the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Barry Cronin, Mike Esposito, right here on Chicago Sports Radio. 670, the score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. back here on the scorecard i was trying to figure out what this was barry but i now know what it is we'll let it play out here to let people listen to the the lyrics you posted 39 top 10 since your last victory the riviera playoff made my hands are gray but now you win the streets confined to history Guess all you needed was a final round Monday Though some will not realize it You've been a little short of luck And the consolation prizes Over 20 million bucks But five years no silverware When you're that good kind of son It's an ode to Tony Finau. I an ode seriously... to Tony Finau to exactly an ode to Tony Finau to the uh, tune of "Can't Fight This Feeling Anymore," uh, written by my cousin Kevin Cronin from Oak Lawn uh, in uh, REO Speedwagon. So there I... you go. And uh, and you know this guy, the guy who sang it, Sam Harrop. He's uh-huh. a UK uh, a musician, and uh, and uh, he's got. The same tenor voice as as Kevin, so that's pretty good. Uh huh. Well, two things on that. Number one, I can't believe somebody wrote a an ode to Tony Finau winning go- a golf match, which was which is hilarious in and of itself. But then <laughs> exactly. it's like Adam started playing that, and I should have known it was coming because we we did discuss it. But 
Number two, I can't believe we had done this show for as long as we have, and I did not realize that your cousin was Kevin Cronin from Mario Speedwagon. That was he, cool. I mean, I, he is. Yeah, he was my my father's twin brother's son, Kevin. So he's uh, he's a great guy. So close cousin. Anyway, yeah, wrote some excellent pretty songs, co- including pretty close cousin, this. and he actually. Yeah, he got. Oh, yeah, he got. They they made a sold a zillion records. Um, but he got all the musical talent uh, in the family, and, <laughs> which is obvious. So there you and, go. And and uh, yeah, they're still they're still out there doing it. I think right. They're still out there playing. Oh yeah, they music. had a they've. Oh yeah, they were shut down by the COVID, but they're back on the road. And you know, there there's a COVID thing going through the band, whatever. So anyway. It's all good though, so it was cool that, that this guy did it. I was laughed. I was like, "You gotta it, be kidding!" Anyway, it's an, it was cool. See, don't tell you, don't let anyone tell you that we don't give you uh, all sorts of golf entertainment here on the scorecard. Breaking news Chicago at all Mister times, Mike. It's right? a, it's it's a it's a must listen, Mike. Uh, don't uh, don't miss any of it. People write odes to Tony Finau. We got you covered. That's uh, that's that's the way we go here, but. Uh, we are uh, back. We are talking about the BMW Championship, among other things. And I found it interesting. We just talked to John Hawkins, who was great, by the way. I had not talked to him before. Um, veteran golf John is fantastic. 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 Yeah. You know, um, we, we miss, we readers um, of golf. Golf is a great, great sport to write about, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Golf World, Golf Week, um, Sports Illustrated used to have its own Golf Plus section. Um, uh, you know, with the demise of these, of these print publications, you have all these uh, really legendary golf writers um, who just you know, covered the game for these national publications, went week to week. Uh, we're on the road, you know, 25 to 30 weeks a year at all the majors, et cetera. Guys who really had a, had their pulse on the, on the game and, uh, were great writers, uh, too. And, um, uh, we miss that now. And so a lot of those guys have, um, you know, they're writing for these, um, you know, these online and you have to know them, you have to look for them, and you have to mm-hmm. be able to trust the publications to uh, to bring these guys to you. And that's one good thing about the Morning Read, founded by our uh, fellow Chicago native Alex Maselli many years ago, um, and now it's owned by, uh, by somebody else. But they're doing a good job, and now they've got the uh, Sports Illustrated uh, Association. So uh, yeah. hopefully that'll make everything better and... Uh, but we'll see. You know, there's no. You can see on there they're they're trying to make an advertising, create an advertising base in order to get some revenue. Yeah. But that's the uh, challenge for all these print publications and, and the online's too. No, and, and agreed. And not to get too off on a tangent, but I think this is certainly relevant to golf and golf coverage. For for your casual golf fan, which I know a lot of our listeners are casual golf fans. You know, the sports section of your newspaper, which I read every day as a kid and growing up, whatever, you might not have been there looking for the golf news, but if it was in there, you'd read it and you'd learn about it and you were more likely to pay attention to it. You're missing right. that now, right? You're not going to just brush right. against a, a Barry Cronin or a Teddy Greenstein article in whatever your your sports section is that you're reading because it's not no. there. No, I will tell you that the Tribune and the Sun-Times do not even cover uh, the um, the tournaments in Chicago with their own golf writer or reporter. They rely on Doug Ferguson from the Associated Press to to cover like the BMW Championship uh, um, 
you know, which is which is our our big event in Chicago, um, and there is no sort of weekly golf coverage about what's going on, uh, trends in the game, etc. Um, it's uh, the the a lot of the sports editors just don't like the game. I mean, it's just it's just their prejudice, their personal prejudice against the game. And of course, now the staffs of these newspapers are totally. Um, uh, they're just they're just diminished because yep. of the revenue situation at the paper. Uh, the Tribune was bought by some uh, he, um, uh, venture capitalists, yep. yeah, venture capitalist guys, and everybody took buyouts, and so there's really nobody left. And um, that's a good thing about Chicago District Golfer Magazine. We uh, we are covering golf in a in a really in a significant way in the Chicago market. So uh, everybody should join the uh, CDGA. For forty bucks a year, and um, you yep. know, uh, ding, ding, ding. That's a uh, there you go. Hey, plug. But for... um, but but it is true because there really is nobody in, in is seriously covering golf in any way uh, from any of the major papers. Now I will say the Daily Herald has Len Zeem writing a freelance column there weekly, and Lenny does a fabulous job. Uh, yep. Still, still. Uh, at 75 years old, he's cranking it out, and uh, he's such a good reporter, even even now at his age, and very enthusiastic still. So, yeah, so we need uh, uh, publications like the Morning Read and Golf Week. You can get um, uh, online, and uh, so you go from there. And Golf yep. Digest too, of course. And th- as you mentioned, Chicago District Golfer Magazine. So there, there you go. And uh, shameless plug, but we will make it because it is accurate. Uh, yeah. When we return. Uh, we will talk to, how about this, the 2021 U.S. Amateur Champion. He's from Michigan State. His name is James Pyatt. We will talk to James next when we return on the scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine, here on 670 The Score. And we are back here on the scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Barry Cronin, Mike Esposito, last segment here with us. Quick reminder, log on to cdga.org slash contest. Register to win a CDGA starter pack. In the pack, you get an imperial hat, towel, and zero-friction super tube with Spectrum at balls, tees, and a universal fit glove. Everything you need for your season. Uh, It is now our pleasure, Barry, to head on out to the score hotline brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. It is the 2021 U.S. Amateur Champion uh, from Michigan State, James Pyatt joins us. Hey, James, good morning. Hey, guys, how's it going? Thank you so much for having me. Well, James, it's great to have you here. Uh, we're a Big Ten city, and you're a Big Ten guy from uh, Michigan State. And uh, uh, Illinois golf uh, gets a lot of attention around here and uh, as far as their, 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 their great team. But, uh, but you went on to win the national championship, and uh, so congratulations on that. You also, I want to point out, you were uh, in the Sweet 16 at the Western Amateur uh, at uh, at the Glenview Club. So uh, yeah, that was very good. And I guess that was probably a good omen for you going into the U.S. Amateur. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, it's just uh, a lot of hard work paying off and uh, seeing some results like the Western Am definitely got the, the hamster wheel spinning. So uh Started uh, seeing, you know, I could get it done and uh, led to some positive momentum rolling into the U.S. Amateur. Yeah, you obviously had some confidence going into uh, Oakmont, which uh, uh, known as one of the hardest golf courses in the country and certainly uh, foundation of the uh, U.S. Open wrote us. So uh, 
How was playing Oakmont? Oh, it was uh, the hardest course I've ever played for having perfect conditions. I mean, the greens weren't even as firm as they liked them because of all the rain, and uh, it was still just a beast. Every hole, it felt like you make one bad swing, you're making a bogey. So it was, um, you're always on edge out there, never comfortable, and um, it was a battle all week. You kind of knew that if you made a par, there's like almost a 50-50 shot here winning a hole, which is rare for uh, an elite amateur event to, to have that mentality, but uh, it definitely took some stress off of you. You know, you were, uh, it was remarkable. Um, I went back and watched it on the USGA app. You know, you can watch the uh, the tournament again. Uh, and there's no commercials and there's no, you don't have to watch the players walking from shot to shot. It just kind of goes pretty quick. It's pretty cool. Um, and I'm looking at this and I'm going, wow, this dude, Austin Greaser, who was your, um, uh, you were playing in the final match. He also uh, got into the Sweet 16 at the Western Am. Um, but you were, you, you, you were down three going into the back nine. I mean, he was killing you. Um, so what happened then? How did you come back? I was sitting there watching it and I know, you know, you know, the result of the, of the football game and you go, how did these, how does this team win? So I was thinking they're the same thing on this, uh, on this, watching this. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, definitely, there There was a mentality change. Um, I missed the putt on the 27th hole to go three down, and uh, there's a little walk to the 10th tee box, but I was just doing some contemplating it around and uh, thinking about where I was at, not in relation to him, but uh, to par. And I was like, wow, I'm, I'm a lot over par today. It was kind of what I drew up in my head. I go, that's just not how you play golf. And yeah, well, you want to play the opponent match play and you're three down. That's kind of always in the back of your head. I'm like, let's not worry about that. My, I set a goal. I said I want to shoot four under on the back nine and uh, extremely challenging course. Four under is a really good goal, but um, I said I'm capable of it. And uh, I got the three under on the back nine, so pretty pretty close to doing that. But um, I just said let's not worry about him. Let's just play your game and whatever happens, happens. So uh, it ended up paying off in the end. Yeah, and really, it was the last. I mean, you won the last four holes in a row, correct? And and be so. It took you a while on the back nine. You didn't start out right away winning holes, right? What was the? How many holes did you win, and when did uh, you win them? I actually won ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. So I won the first four holes of the back nine. Okay. And, um, yeah. So the momentum just shifted my way, and then uh, he actually made a great birdie putt on fourteen to tie me. So I was. One up with four to play, and um, he drove in one of those bunkers on 15 and had to punch out. So I just made a, kind of a routine par to win that hole and just held on for dear life the last uh, two holes. <laughs> I love it. Held on for dear life, for sure. <laughs> That's how it feels out there when you're winning a match. It's it's not, I got this. It's like, just hold on, just hold on. Right. Well, we're with James Pyatt here uh, on the uh, on the scorecard, folks, and we're glad to have James uh, with us. He's uh, you're a fifth year senior at Michigan State, right, James? Uh, and uh, oh, what talk a little bit about you? Thank you've you. got now Barry, when you when you win the uh, the U.S. Amateur, you get uh, exemptions into the Masters, the U.S. Open, and the British Open in 2022. 
So you're going to be a fifth-year senior. You'll probably play in the NCAA. You'll play in the Masters, of course, in, in, uh, in April, and then the NCAA tournament through the end of May. And then I would think you'd be tempted to turn pro, or would you stay amateur the next couple of months in order to get into the U.S. Open and the British Amateur or British Open? So that's uh, the big. That's the big decision after uh, college season. Um, obviously, staying amateur for all that, playing in the Masters, the uh, rest of my college season, enjoying it while it lasts. Uh, one trip around the block with all the boys. But um, yeah. after that, you're allowed to turn professional for the U.S. Open and still keep your exemption. But for the Open itself and uh, St. Andrews, you're not allowed to turn professional and keep your exemption. Oh. So there's a uh, yeah. There's a lot of thought, and uh, I told so I'm not used to making decisions like this. It's um, my decisions <laughs> life are a lot simpler on the day to day. It's not do you want to play in a major or not. So um, I, I'm going to take it uh, one day at a time right now. You know, just focus on uh, first is making my class schedule. I still have to do that. We got a week till class starts, so I'm, I'm a little behind on that. So uh, you know, reality. It's nice to get back to reality, so I got to focus on that before I even think about uh, the future there. But um, definitely, uh, when the time comes, I, I, I mean, it's gonna hurt either way, but it's a win-win. You know, it's uh, get started on my future career, or, you know, the opportunity of a lifetime to play at St. Andrews and uh, such a yeah. historic open. Yeah, the 150th Open at uh, St. Andrews. That's gonna be a great tournament. Well, maybe the RNA will come to its senses and. Uh, and allow you uh, uh, to keep your exemption even after you turn pro. I mean, you know, what the heck, uh, really. Um, anyway, yeah. That so would cool. be nice. Uh, yeah, that would be, uh, uh, Mike, it would be very nice, I think. No, and, and, and James, uh, as we get ready to let you go, and we really appreciate your time here, I know uh, in, uh, in reading about your win and certainly about uh, your background there, one of the things that all of your coaches have said from high school to college, whatever, is, your work ethic, your focus, uh, you know, kind of the the way you prepare and how much they uh, think that's a, a credit and a, a big part of, of your success. How, how do you do that? How does how do you I mean, you, we were just joking about school, but how do you do that when it comes to golf? How, how are you able to to just get out there and keep plugging away and, and stay focused? I know certainly at, uh, you know, a, a young age like that, there's there's plenty of other things to occupy your, your time or your interest. Mm-hmm. But you know, you, you've got that uh, that laser sharp focus. Uh, it's just one of those things I love to do. So uh, for me, it doesn't feel like work or a job or any anything like that. I, I just love being out there, hitting balls, chipping, putting, playing golf. Um, it's just always been a passion of mine since a young kid. My parents used to always just take me to the course, and uh, my mom would watch me practice. But when I was old enough, they would just drop me off on their way to work, and I would just hang out there all day until pretty much at night and but i'd be there with my buddies and everything and um it was just a blast and for me it's it's never changed which is a huge blessing because you see a lot of people get burnt out in their passion their career so it's um it's just been awesome and i love every second of it so it uh it makes things a lot easier you know and the great thing is it's uh, now james uh, you'll be back at college and there's no shortage of uh, places to celebrate uh, the uh, your U.S. amateur victory, and uh, you know you're not going to need an excuse to uh, to uh, tip a tip a, a glass to the Havermeyer Trophy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're uh, 
We're going to keep that part on the down low. But, yeah, that's definitely uh, <laughs> a better spot with the teammates Smart, and uh, headed, back, headed back to school here uh, tonight, actually. So um, we'll see what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, James, that, that makes you uh, what we call a smart man. You keep that on the down low. And uh, congratulations on the uh, on the U.S. Amateur. It's uh, That's awesome, a great accomplishment. And uh, uh, best of luck to you going forward. We'll, we'll be following. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you, James. James Pyatt, U.S. Amateur champion from uh, Michigan State. Uh, 22, and as you mentioned, Barry, going to be a 50-year senior. We'll see uh, what he ends up doing with his amateur status. And um, grew up outside Ann Arbor, plays for Michigan State, and won at Oakmont. That's uh, kind of cool, right? Yeah, you know, and Mike, you don't often see golfers from the north uh, win these big tournaments. Um, you know, here's a guy yep. from Michigan. Usually when you when you look at the entry list, uh, at a at a at a tournament like the U.S. Amateur or the Western Am, you look at it and boy, there's a lot of California, Texas, Florida. So, yep, yep. Yeah. Well, it was awesome, and I loved. Uh, I, I saw this uh, after James won. Tom Izzo apparently texted the golf coach and said, "We are now a golf school." So I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> terrific. Yeah, James can go to the alumni uh, champions dinner with uh, Magic Johnson. So that's pretty. Cool. There you go, uh, Barry. Uh, great stuff as always, my friend. We will chat with you again next week. Thanks again. Thank you, Mike. Uh, thanks Actually, to Adam. Thanks to Adam Studzinski, uh, our producer, who does a great job. Uh, thanks to our guests, James Pyatt, who we just talked to, John Hawkins from The Morning Read, Andy Michelson, Swing Thoughts. Uh, we talked to Andy. Uh, he is the head pro at Mistwood. Thanks to you, most of all, for listening and texting us, and uh, appreciate you each and every week. Coming up next, it's Early Odds. After that, Inside the Clubhouse, right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.